Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with the mayor of the city of Gautier, Casey Vaughn. Um, you know, we, we'll work harder to make sure that Gautier is part of the conversation. What a unique and special community that is and so many opportunities for the future. I'm really looking forward to continuing my conversations with Casey. So now let's move over to Brian Caldwell. He's the director of athletics for the Gulfport District, School District. I said city of Gulfport going into the break. Obviously, <laughs> I made a mistake. I realized it as we were as we were, you know, beginning to to get into the break. But anyway, good morning, Brian. How are you? Good morning, Ricky. I'm doing well. Pleasure to be with you. It's good to see you again. Uh, you've been on the show before. You're, you're a fan of the show, and I appreciate you listening. Hey, let's do this. Let's bring Kyle into the conversation because I want to. I've really look, been looking forward to having a chat with you this morning because we'll find out the latest within your realm of responsibility these days. But what I want to do is I want to spend just a little bit of time talking about the Saints game over the weekend. You know, uh, Kyle. You know, we'll we'll. Uh, Come back to you and get your general impressions. But first of all, Brian, how do you read what you saw Sunday? That was one of the best team victories in professional sports I've ever seen. It uh, it reminded me of what high school and college teams do when they play for one another. No one cares who gets the credit. It was a brilliant job by Coach Payton and just everyone playing their role and pulling for one another. There, there don't appear to be any prima donnas on that team. And I was just so impressed. I, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, I had a sense from mine and Kyle conversation with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune, both on the air and off the air, that, you know, he says, man, I, I hope I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid, but it, it's unbelievable how focused this team is. And if they shore up in a couple of areas, which, they, which they've done, they could be scary. This defense could be scary. Kyle, what, what's your read on what we saw? Uh, pretty much the same thing. That defense could be really scary. You know, when I watch a game, I watch it differently. I watch it from my responsibility on game days kind of point of view. And I didn't really get to see a whole lot of it until yesterday after I got home. I was able to sit down and I watched the first half. And that, you know, watching it on TV versus watching it at the game with my responsibility hat on, two different experiences and what i saw yesterday even just watching the first half that was yeah that's one team all on the same page all rooting for each other all having each other's back and like caldwell says it, it, that's probably one of the best team efforts that i've seen in a very long long time so let's just take it let's break it down for a minute first of all unbelievable leadership from coach payton not just to get the team prepared but think about it they had to move over to dallas and advance to hurricane ida they had to train there they had to pick where they were going to play the thoughts that they went through to pick where they were going to play they drew from the katrina experience to say we can't let some of those things happen they go over there and play he gives a game ball to all those people who were involved in logistics and support what a phenomenal job of keeping that team focused brian yeah, Ricky, you know, it's amazing that sometimes adversity will sharpen your focus. And it, it gives the team a little bit of a foxhole mentality when they know they have to lean on one another. And it just was the perfect formula for success in this particular situation. Sean Payton's not just a great football coach. He's a great leader of men. And that's what we need right now. 
It is. It is. What? Hey, Kyle, being close to it, are people in awe of how Sean and the team leaders kept everything organized and focused so that you could have it be as much like a home game as possible? You know, from the people that I'm in contact with, yeah, I think they were all – I don't know. want to say if they were surprised. I think they just expected it um, because I think they see it more than I do. Yeah. Um, those there were there have been people, uh, you know, when everyone evacuated from New Orleans pre Ida, they all when they all figured out that their house was still there, what the situation was in New Orleans, and once the decision was made to be in Jacksonville, there was a team of people in Jacksonville working out of their offices all week long. So they were 100% focused on the task at hand, and that was the Sunday game. So wow. I don't think anybody there, I don't think I could really get an honest uh, answer from them because they see it every day and it trickles down because they have the same attitude as well. You know, I showed up Saturday for a run through and it was a well-oiled machine by the time I got there and you could tell they'd been there. So well, I watched guys, I watched this morning, the, uh, the post uh, pre uh, press conference with uh, Jameis Winston, Demario Davis, of course, Sean Payton, and also Juwan Johnson. And I want to break them down for just a little bit. Let's go, let's go to Jameis Winston. People who have not paid attention to what the coach and Drew Brees and others were doing to prepare Jameis Winston for this co quarterback competition that we saw this this year, as Jeff Junkin puts it, to get his PhD in, in football, in offensive football. He was calm. He was cool. He was focused. He was collected. He was humble. You said that just a second ago, Brian. But Jameis Winston, if he can keep that head on him, like he, what we saw both before, during the game, and then after the game, man, I say their rehab project has been been moving in the right direction. Well, most games are lost before they're ever won. And, and what Jameis has learned in the last year, I think, is the, to stop doing the things that lose. And the, the influence of Coach Payton and especially the influence of Drew Brees is going to make a huge difference in his career. And, and I thought he was fabulous Sunday, and I expect him to play like that most of the year. That's incredible. Any comment about Jameis, uh, Kyle? Yeah, I agree. He's, it's a total transformation from the last time we really saw him in the spotlight back in the Tampa days. He was, you know, he was immature. And I think – the time away from being that starting quarterback and the time that he spent last year with Sean Payton, with Drew Brees, and with Taysom Hill alongside, it, he's grown up a lot and he's he realizes that this is the best opportunity that he could ever have placed himself in going forward. And the, the amount of, uh, I guess, self-awareness on his part that he's taken into it it, it, his growth has been so exponential, it's going to be terrific going forward. What I like about it, though, is, you know, Jeff Duncan talks about the system, the system. But part of the system is a culture. And, and it's a culture that's based on humility and based on team. And as you pointed out, Brian, don't they don't want any prima donnas. They, they're literally testing people for character. They want speed. They want intelligence. They want talent, but they want the ability to work inside the system. And they, but they've let some really, really good players go 
or never really attracted them to the team because they didn't feel like they were going to be a good fit with the team. One of the one of the people, let's go to Demario Davis for a minute. You watch him on the field, watch him running around. He's so excited, whatever. But when you see him talk when he's not on the field, he's just like really smart, um, calm leader, man. One, one of the things he said, I, I thought was really powerful. He said to to whom much is given, much is, will be required. You know, that's Luke uh, 12, 48. And when he, we, it, that passage is, is about wisdom. It's about we are, we're being held responsible for what we have. And, and DeMario Davis is right. They've been blessed with a lot of talent, a lot of knowledge, and the time to give back. But at the end of the day, what Luke is telling us is that, that we, we, have to, we have a burden to carry, that we, we have a, a requirement to, to give back. When you look at this game and how it played out within the context of what hurt uh, about the New Orleans region and southern parts of Louisiana are going through as it relates to Hurricane Ida, they were able to always say not just the game, but their leadership within the guise of Hurricane Ida. And to me, that was so impressive. And to see Demario Davis talk about the responsibility he felt, man, they mean it when they talk in those terms, don't they, Brian? Yeah, I'm a huge Demario Davis fan, the, the pride of Brandon, Mississippi and Brandon High School. And whenever the message is singular, like it was this weekend, they understood that they were playing for more than themselves, that it was bigger than that, that they were playing for South Louisiana. But again, that starts at the top with Coach Payton, and I can guarantee you that was emphasized all week. And I, I just, I was really proud of that team, not just as a fan, but of somebody that lives in the Gulf South. So, so Kyle, when you're, you know, when you're around your cohorts in the Saints organization, you sense that, that, that people like Demario Davis and 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 coming on strong Jameis Winston and other leaders of this team are really in in touch with each other, don't you? Yeah, we really get that impression, you know, all the way through for the most part. I I can't really remember uh, any particular instance where there was just that one lone wolf. I think. You know, it kind of goes back to the culture that Sean Payton has instilled for his entire time that he's been here and what he's been creating. And I think all of those past years experience have boiled down to what we saw on Sunday. And man, it look out, you, th that team keeps it up for the next two weeks and then return home in New Orleans, what, October 2nd or 3rd, that weekend against the Giants. Can you imagine what that dome is going to be like then? <laughs> well, I also, by the way, I also watched the, pre the post-press conference with uh, with uh, uh, Kamara. And, you know, he's so smart. I've, I've enjoyed reading about you know how you know his the, he's just he's just very intelligent person and he's almost matter of fact about one game down we got to go to the next game every day you know, we're always trying to improve and he says all the right things but man what a what a gifted young man he is I, and last i want to mention is J juan johnson he won the practice squad last year they moved him from receiver to tight end and man he had you talk about it, <laughs> an opening game this guy played unbelievably well but one of the things he did and we're coming to the end of the break and we'll we'll talk about this part of it and then we'll move on and see what's going on in your world these days Brian but what he what he talked about was that he went over to uh, Tampa and he said uh, you know went over to Jameis Winston's crib in Tampa and what we what you saw on the field was something that we worked on all summer long we worked on and we were just executing what we had just been working on all summer long apparently you know Jameis Winston has this incredible rigor that he does and working with his getting ready to work with his uh, his receivers in the, in the season 
And to hear Juwan Johnson talk about that, that specifically, it just tells you once again that the key to success is getting in the trenches and burning the midnight oil. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Brian Caldwell. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. It's great to have people like Jeff Duncan on every Friday. He wrote for The Athletic, but he really cut his teeth working for NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. I'm thrilled that he's back there. He's on the NFL selection, uh, Hall of Fame selection committee. He's covered the Saints longer than anyone else. Great have, to have him. And it's great to have my producer, Cal Curley, who plays the music in the Superdome during the home games for Saints games, and his insights are really interesting. And when you have, you know, people like like Brian Caldwell, who've been in athletics their whole career and had so much success, and now is the athletic director for the Gulfport School District. I mean, you can't help. I mean, we're going we're going to find out what the latest is there, but it's great to touch base with people like Brian and see see what he thinks. But you know, when you look at these undrafted free agents that they've picked up, someone like this tall you know, incredibly powerful receiver in Juwan Johnson to see this project that everyone was talking about and then see how good his hands were and how tall, how much he can get up there. They're now calling him Baby Megatron, you know, which I think is pretty cool. But, um, you know, what, what did you think about his performance? I thought he was fantastic. I remember him a little bit from last year when he was still playing wide receiver. But this is a testimony to, to Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland because they identify these diamonds in the rough that are undrafted I think the Saints have 14 undrafted free agents on their roster. Um, the, the defensive tackles, uh, the backup guard that came in whenever the center went down and Ruiz had to move over. They just plug and play these guys who are unheralded. They just they just play ball. And uh, it's really exciting for, for where the Saints are headed. And you know from your time as a coach and you just – You've been you've made a career out of this. The, the amount of moving pieces and the way you have to project plan all this, and the way you have to be aware of the depth, and the way you have to evaluate talent. Good Lord, how mercy! There, this is a science, man. These guys are, are running this like a mathematics lab. I mean, they are they are really serious about it. And then there's gut. There's great leadership that's involved as well. Hey, let's shift gears now. What's it like these days in the pandemic being an athletic director? Well, people ask me that a lot, obviously, and um, I just tell them it's going as well as could be expected. We are conducting school and we're playing ball in a global pandemic. So I'm proud of that. Um, Last year, we were flying blind. There was no blueprint. And we had a good bit of guidance from the governor's office with regard to like capacity at events and things like that. We had some guidance from the Mississippi High School Activities Association. This year, we felt like we'd be over this by now, but here we are right back in the same circumstance. But the governor has backed off and pretty much left the rulemaking, if you will, up to the local school districts. So using last year's experience, um, we are progressing and um, it's going fine. Um, the, The single biggest obstacle is still having to work through quarantine situations within your school or on your team. But we have a weapon this time, and that's the the vaccine. And um, our football team, we have 80 kids on the team, give or take. 
and roughly 50 of them have been vaccinated. So that pretty much makes us quarantine proof. We don't feel like we'll have to forfeit any games. And I'm really pleased about that. And I feel like we'll get our season in. Yeah, what do you what so if you just stick stick on the on the uh, football theme for a second, what do you look for out of your team this year? I like our team. We're uh, we're kind of junior heavy. A lot of our best players are juniors. We played a really tough schedule so far. Uh, game one in the Port City Bowl, we beat a good Pearl team 13-12. Week two, we went to Pensacola and played a Scambia High School. That's the home of Emmett Smith. And uh, we were down 14 in the fourth quarter, tied it late, lost in overtime, a tough loss, but a real valiant effort. And then we played an always tough picking team this past Friday at Milner Stadium. We were down seven with the ball in the fourth quarter, threw a pick six, lost by 14. So we're, we're one and two. And uh, to quote Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are. But we're playing good people and we're playing another good team this Friday night in Germantown up in Madison County. And we think this makes us battle-tested for the season that uh, really starts when you get to region play in a few weeks. Tough teams, man. I mean, you know, it's 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 like it's a lot like college. You have a choice. You can play some tough teams and get you ready for your conference play, or you can play some not-so-tough teams and not really be ready. But you guys stepped up to the plate in a big way, didn't you? We did. We believe in the, the former, as you described yeah. it. Iron sharpens iron. You, you, you don't get better playing bad teams. And that's uh, John Archie, our head coach's philosophy, and, and I'm glad that, that that's how we roll. Albert Hubbard said this once. He said, the greatest mistake you can make in life is continually fearing that you'll make one, that you'll make a mistake. When you hear that, what does it mean to you? I think too oftentimes coaches schedule uh, not to lose instead of to win the ultimate prize. And um, uh, it, we have a hard time getting games because people don't want to play golf court because we're good and they're afraid they might take a loss. But that's just not how we look at it. We like to play good people. That's why you lift the weights and do all the work in the summer, and that's what it's all about. Well, you've uh, you've you've had a lot of success in your career, but one of the things I'm going to commit to you, Brian, is that we'll have you on more regularly, particularly during the during the uh, Saints season. Um, it's fun to kind of look back, so we'll get a chance to look back and look forward to the next game with with uh, Jeff Duncan. And from time to time, we'll bring you in and get your unique perspective as a coach as an athletic director, as just a fan, somebody who watches the game with an interesting perspective on maybe some details that we might miss that since we don't have that coaching experience. I appreciate you listening to the show and being on the show, and we look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you, Ricky. I'd love to be a part. As you said, I'm a big fan. I look forward to it. I appreciate it, man. This has been Brian Caldwell from the Gulfport School District, athletic director there. When we, uh, you know, we'll see you tomorrow and we'll continue to celebrate Coastal Mississippi. Have a great day. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.